Hi, my name is Jason Joe, a medical student from the University of Toronto. And I'm Dr. David Chu, a family doctor in Toronto, Ontario. And you're listening to What's Up Docs, a podcast where we share stories about our lives in medicine. Welcome aboard. All right, it's been so long, but we are back on What's Up Docs. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm sure our audience has been waiting a whole year for our next episode. We promised them season two and we're ready to go. (laughs) So we wanted to talk about freedom. And this was the thing that you came up with that generally speaking, this transition you made from going from medical school to a resident over the last few months is marked by a general feeling of freedom and happiness. And so maybe we should start there. Like, what, what was your overall feeling about medical, medical school? Like, you're looking back on it now. We, we spent all these episodes talking about it. Medical school was a really brilliant journey, I thought. Definitely in the first two years, meeting people, seeing different classmates, doing different interest groups, exploring. I had found that. Uh, but I guess, like, towards clerkship, it kind of all blended into each other. And definitely during the pandemic, it felt like the two years went by really quickly through clerkship, through electives, through CARMS and everything like that. You know, we kind of did a virtual graduation and everyone couldn't really travel to do any sort of grad trip or anything like that. People didn't really meet up. There wasn't really a sense of a big finale or celebration. And then onwards you go to residency. So pretty anticlimactic. But the theme of freedom that I wanted to talk about today is the general sense of freedom that I found in residency. The biggest sense of freedom is being in more control of your own time and how you do things. I think in medical school, a lot of time was spent trying to adapt your style to other people. Even the nitty gritty is of like how you do certain things when you eat food and when you do your notes and how you do your notes. I think those things became uh, quite tedious. That, mm-hmm. I think that was the probably the one of the most tiring parts of uh, being a medical student. And I think as a resident, that's a lot better. If that's the thing, you will really like it when you finish your residency <laughs> because you eventually do become completely independent. Which is great. A law, a law unto yourself, for better or for worse. Yeah, I think I'm really looking forward to that. I, I don't really remember what medical school was like in that sense. Like for me, there was also this feeling of like anxiety. Mm. Like I know in some of our earlier episodes, we talked about anxiety a little bit. I think going into residency, I had this like big feeling of anxiety. Like for all of a sudden you're on stage and now you're the person, like a lot of people are turning to you and saying, you're the doctor. Right. Right. And a lot of the patients who run into you in the hospital, they don't know any better. They think you're the doctor and you got to put up or shut up. And that for me was the overwhelming feeling. I didn't feel that free as a resident. I felt hemmed in by my own like worries that I was going to be inadequate or not do a good enough job. So I don't know. Have you felt that part of it? Because that was, if you ask me now, like 15 years later, that is the overwhelming memory I have of that time period. I think definitely initially, maybe in the first month or two, I felt like, uh, ooh, this is a new environment. I didn't really know what to expect. But I think maybe every educational period has this like sweet spot of fun and responsibility. And so you're PGY1, so people don't expect that much of you. And on every rotation, you you have staff that's backing you up. And so anytime Mm -hmm. that a patient asks me something I don't know, I'd be like, hmm, you know, that's a good question. Like, you know, I'll I'll get back to you on that. And 
you know, I try to look it up myself first. And if I can't look it up, then, you know, I would ask the staff and they usually have a pretty good answer to that question. And, you know, you learn something and you're able to kind of go back and tell your patients about that. And so I never really felt like I was in a situation where I was kind of put on the spot, pretty mm -hmm. embarrassed or anything like that. And even if I mm -hmm. did, I thought that's just what learning is, right? And so, you know, the more mistakes or, or the more people can push me to a point where I can say, I don't know, or I freeze up, I think that's, that's when learning starts to happen. I kind of also feel like you're, you're shielded by the PGY2s because, you know, you see the stress that they have with thinking about, oh my goodness, like in six months, like I'm going to be out and practicing. Uh, I need to find a job, right? I need to pass the exam. And so uh, because they're kind of handling that kind of stress, you know, relatively on my side, I feel pretty relaxed in this current position and kind of just enjoying the freedom that comes with it. Hmm. So overall, you're in a much better headspace than you were as a clerk, it sounds like. I think so. I also think it's because the hours are so much better, too. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of residency are you in? Most people's residency is supposed to be like a nightmare. Like you ask these like older doctors, like, what was your residency like? Or, you know, in the old days when it was called like the intern year, mm. like life as an intern is hell. Like I slept like two hours a night for, for the full 12 months, like. Is that not the case anymore as a resident? I guess it's not. I guess it just depends on where you go, right? I think now people have been very good, especially with mm. uh, Paro and you know other provincial organizations to have limited and very regimented rules around work hour, vacation, and, and kind of balance in that sense. Mm -hmm. But I think we're also very lucky comparatively in family medicine to have a residency that's more balanced. I, did, I talk to my internal medicine friends or I talk to my surgery friends and they definitely have the longer days of like, you know, six in the morning to 6 p.m. And then like one in four call. And they're a lot more tired uh, than I am. Mm -hmm. I think also training at a more community site, it's just a bit more relaxed, right? Than like uh, mm. going downtown and kind of training at a big academic center. And, uh, mm. you know, people, people, it's just like, it's a combination of things. It probably is true. Like, I, I think my feeling of being a clerk, there was a lot of wasted time. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, you're following people around. Like you were mentioning stuff about like, you know, how you write your notes and how you take your notes. I mean, as a clerk, that's essentially all we did was write <laughs> notes. Like once in a while, they'd throw you a bone and you could do something. I remember one year I was playing soccer with like the, the residence team. This was when I was still a clerk, right? So they had a few med students on the residence medical team, nice. like the Queens med team. And we were playing in the graduate student like soccer league and a guy on our team got injured. So, you know, you got 10 doctors on the field. So they all run up and they're like, do you need me to do something? Do you need me to do something? I, I'm the clerk. I'm like, does anyone need us to take notes? I can document <laughs> this entry for the records. That's essentially all we're good for. Mm. I felt that suddenly as a resident, your responsibility level does go up a lot. It's not the same mm -hmm. anymore. It's a nice feeling in most ways, like because you're actually getting closer to what you're there for. Like you're only one step now from being your own man hang your own shingle and and so that was the thing that was all the fear was always tempered by the expectation that you know we're almost at the end yeah i and i think maybe stepping into residency i just realized there's there's just too much to learn in two years and so just kind of building a foundational knowledge and, and i think i'll be learning at least five ten for the rest of my career i just try to enjoy myself a bit more 
take kind of like a 40 year long journey. So, you know, you learn what you can and, and you try your best and then you're going to still keep learning. And so I don't I don't necessarily feel that uh, time pressure. It sounds like a really good headspace to be in. Mm hmm. You're like the Buddha of like family medicine training. No, no, no. <laughs> Although Jason is making it seem like a really idyllic place to be, for many residents, it's not a straightforward thing. And even family mm -hmm. medicine residents, right? This is not super straightforward. And it does help to have a good mindset going into it. For many people, I think even now, residency is probably one of the most difficult periods of their life. Like you alluded to it, in some of the training programs, there's very little sleep, super stress. And and that's why the programs have had to change and try to be more, you know, pay attention to the needs of their students and the well-being of their students over time. So it's great that you feel this way. I, I was in a pretty nice program myself too. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like yeah, I had a good time as a resident, so probably looking back on my like medical training for sure that was a highlight for me those two years really yeah you you trained over at uh toronto western yes so yeah. sort of an academic hospital but also really built into the community like for people who don't know toronto it's right near chinatown which is why <laughs> i put it first on my list when i was applying and that little enclave has you know a, an old Chinese population, Italian population, Portuguese, I think Portuguese population. Yeah, Portuguese pretty, population. A bunch of ethnic neighborhoods and really gets the crux of what I feel is the great thing about Toronto. Like, I feel like all young people that grew up in Toronto at some point should spend some time in that neighborhood. It really gets you a, a different feel for the city. Different sites for family medicine all carry with it a different flavor. Yeah, so I'm training over at Markham and I, and I really love it there. I think mm -hmm. it's a good uh, teaching environment I think a lot of my friends and family are a bit confused when I tell them like that I'm not actually spending all my time like in a family medicine clinic. They're like, what do you mean? You're in a family medicine residency. Uh, so the majority of our time, obviously, it's still kind of like clerkship, right? You spend uh, each block, so each month of period uh, right. in different rotations, whether that's pediatrics or general surgery or internal medicine. And Markham is designed in such a way that family medicine residents are the only residents in the hospital. And so, you know, we're kind of first in line for any opportunities, be one-on-one -on -one with staff. But additionally, they are used to functioning without us. And so, you know, versus certain uh, downtown sites or, or academic sites, like after 5 p.m., like the whole hospital is run by like second year, or third year residents and no staff is actually in the hospital, right? And people don't right. actually know that versus uh, over at Markham, they don't really need us to, to run the hospital. I think that part makes makes the learning a bit smoother. So it's a bit more focus on teaching you guys and not just expecting to put in service hours. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think, you know, us being there helps. I really hope it helps. <laughs> um, I've come to realize also like teaching takes a lot of time and effort. Contrary to what I believed in medical school where I felt like I was contributing to the team, sometimes I've come to doubt that. Uh, <laughs> But I, I hope as a resident, you know, you can contribute more than, than you take. Well, you're always going to, as you move up the ranks, you contribute more. That's the way it goes. Right, right. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so is, is there a downside? Like, it sounds like we're in a better place. And is there anything that's giving you pause this far into the transition? Like, is there a downside for you for all this freedom? I think you trade stability, maybe for variety in this sense. When we were in medical school... It was stressful, but we were all more close together, um, like in proximity, I would say. I, I think people who are still living downtown probably feel that way, but they also might be so busy in residency that they don't get to see people. 
Um, mm-hmm. But now that I live in North York and I go to Markham, I don't think it's that far, but a lot of my friends downtown feel like it's a completely different country. And so we don't really get to see people as much. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, besides seeing people at work, it's just, it's just like, yeah, when you graduate from school, you just like lose a bunch of connections and, and friends and you don't have these spontaneous moments where you would bump into you know, people from medical school because we are the only residents in the hospital versus if you were training downtown, you might be on a different rotation at a different hospital and you could, you know, bump into someone random and you guys can, you know, yeah. So that's one of the things I would say I miss the most is the energy that comes from being a student, right? Like mm-hmm. going to the gym at like 10 p.m. or like playing a volleyball game like early in the morning or late at night or joining some campus activities or something like that. That doesn't really happen for me anymore. It just, you know, it just feels like uh, I'm older now. <laughs> yeah, it does sound, you sound way older, man. It's Definitely feel a lot older. I mean, I got a, I got a car, right? So now I have to drive, drive to work every single day. And then my girlfriend and I, we got a dog. <laughs> well, you did I tell you say, about that? You did not tell me about that, but the oh dog is God. the prelude to the child that's coming. Oh. So, I mean. So how many people are in your program? There's like 20 of you, like between the two years? Yeah, there's so there's nine in first year and then nine in second okay. year. So, so it's a very 18. small program. Yeah. I remember that feeling that you're talking about. Like the hospital is so big in these academic centers. Every time you get on the elevator, you run into someone, you know, that you knew, that someone's a year above you or two years above you. or It's just like this atmosphere where everyone's in this busy, bustling thing and you're right in the middle of it. And it sounds like your training site is in particular is a little bit isolating it is but eventually you get to know the staff right and so that's Mm -hmm. the good part where instead of maybe seeing your friends you you would see like the different doctors or or the nurses Mm -hmm. that you get to know over time and i think that has its own flavor of uh community it's more the fact that you know maybe isolating in the after hours sense because yeah when you're in the downtown medical school environment everyone's studying for these tests and you're in a class of 200 people there's always something going on after hours some of my happiest memories as a resident actually because i i was in downtown was you know you'd run into one of your buddies you know you're both near the end of your shift what are you guys doing for dinner? Okay, let's go grab a bite. And then next thing you know, you just killed the next three or four hours, you know, right. over drinks or something, right? Like looking back on it, that was, those were the best memories at the end of the mm-hmm. day. It is a bit of a trade-off. Like I've been teaching a resident the last couple of years and he started in the middle of COVID. Yeah, and so Eric. he's also Yeah, he's also at a community site. I mean, I was asking him like, so because of COVID, they don't have any in-person, they don't have rounds together. Like in the old days, like our entire residency program would meet up every Wednesday for rounds. Like you'd sit around and mm. we'd all go to clinic together in the afternoon. So it just created a lot of this bonding time. Whereas like at some of these community sites where you're not, you're not at a teaching unit, you're not at a teaching practice, you're going off into the community to these little family medicine clinics. You really don't have much opportunity to interact with your fellow residents. And the next thing you know, boom, like a year's over and boom, two years is over and you just never get that community feeling. So that is a challenge, I think. I think also when people choose family medicine programs, I, I think mm-hmm. a big part of my sense of freedom is because of also this kind of close knit community. Mm-hmm. What's really good about Markham is like, we have our own space. Mm-hmm. Like the residents have their own room, mm-hmm. you know? I think maybe in August, like all of our academic half days are, are we're in person. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly as you said, every Wednesday we kind of get together, you know, in a room with all our masks on, but we at least we're in person now. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you know, during the lunchtime, we all go to the room and everyone kind of sits and chats. And uh, it's just a really nice meeting place because I I think 
uh, depending on the residency program, like if you guys don't all have like a home base where like people can regularly go and have something to do there, mm-hmm. it, it becomes harder to see people. Listening to you talk about the transition to residency and like how you're fitting in, it takes me all the way back to all our old episodes about how when you showed up for medical school, it was much more of a struggle. It seems like this time is a lot more of a seamless thing. Do you know, can you put a finger on why that is? Is it all, is it your headspace is different or there's something about the environment has changed? I think a bit of both. My headspace is definitely a lot better now. I think I've become like just maybe older and more calm. Mm. This time I didn't go anywhere new Mm. in particular. I mean, Markham definitely is somewhere that's different. I really, you know, wanted the opportunities there. I've known Toronto now for four years. I kind of know friends here. I know connections here. You know, my girlfriend's also here. And so it's not like I had to go to a completely different city and start over and and kind of find myself within that. Mm -hmm. I think this time being familiar with the system, even familiar with UFT and and all of the different kind of portals and stuff like that we have to go through. Uh, you know, like you have to get your student card there, student card there. But I, I didn't have to because I already had a UFT student card, right? So um, there are definitely some advantages that come with uh, staying in a place for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. I think that's made all the difference. It's possible. Like all of us is adaptable. We, you know, you can pick up and find a new job in a new city. We can all do it. But there is something to be said for, you know, working in the same place for many years. You know where everything is. You're comfortable with everything. You know, you notice little changes to the community. Cause, but there's something about that cozy feeling that that speaks to me too i've been working in the same place for 15 years it's probably not moving either there's a balance between familiarity and and you know being in a rut or or being somewhere new and exciting and i think now it's like i I drive to work on on the same roads so i don't really have to think anymore Mm -hmm. it's not like clerkship you you gotta (laughs) like today you're going north tomorrow you're going south and you know like it just it's just a new thing all the time as you navigate it you feel like this trip is taking forever. Like you're constantly checking the GPS. And the second time you drive, you're like, that wasn't so bad. I made it in 10 minutes. What was I thinking as I went through it? It's just harder the first time. It is because all our rotations kind of based out of the same hospital as well, right? It's all based out of Markham Stovall. Um, so you get to know the EMR system. Like it just takes a lot of that friction out of it. You know, I know where the washrooms are. I know where the fridge is. <laughs> You know, I know how to get in, right. like which door to even enter from. Right. And I think those things definitely what I was in clerkship, it, it just it was just like, a, you know, when you're in a new place on a Monday morning, you got to go through all those orientations. Yeah. Every like rotation, you got to like spend a couple hours prior to the rotation, just like doing the same thing, but in a different format. And then you gotta go get your picture <laughs> taken regardless. Right. It just becomes a lot. On it's, top of like trying to actually learn the knowledge. It's amazing anything happens in the world, the way these procedures are laid out for people. Exactly. I think there's definitely a lot of benefits with being in a place and, and kind of getting into a bit of routine. Mm-hmm. So you can really start to build on top of that. Because once you feel a bit more comfortable, you, you kind of start opening your eyes to different opportunities and, and perhaps different learning opportunities. Now, one thing that we have not really talked about on the show, but I think merits some mention here is that to me, one of the big differences between being a med student and being a resident is not just the stuff that's happening with you educationally or professionally, but it's that most people, by the time they get into residency, they're at a slightly different phase in their life. You know, when you're mm-hmm. in undergrad and you're in college, you're 
socially, just trying to meet people. By the time you get to your mid late twenties, people are starting to settle down around you, right? Like people are getting married. Yeah. People are having children, and that stuff's happening in the background of residency.、Mm-hmm. So although we spend all this time talking about the training and the rotations. For a lot of people, the bigger part of it is what's going on the second half of their life, and they're not really talking about that stuff. <laughs> But that is the stuff. Yeah, that's the, the stuff that makes or breaks <laughs> like your life experience ultimately. <laughs> so I mean, that part. I mean, I guess I'm just curious because for you going through this now, you're in your old, later in your twenties. You're obviously feeling. You're know, obviously、right? feeling like you know getting closer to settling down and stuff, and and. Becoming a professional and having a steady job and a steady income will will be part of that. I guess that to me is a big difference. I don't know if you've thought about that part of it.、Uh, obviously, I, I think it's it's hard to it's really hard to miss because this has kind of become all encompassing. Because when you go on Facebook <laughs> or any other social media, like it's like you're left, right, and center. People are getting engaged.、Mm-hmm. People are getting married. People are having、yeah. kids, and it just it's bewildering. I would say. <laughs> And I mean, maybe part of me like always feel a little bit young at heart, or to think that you know, get married and have kids like that, I can probably handle it. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is a big transition that all of us, yeah, you know, well, maybe not all of us, but it's a big transition for most of us. And at the very least, even if we're not getting married, it's this whole transition from childhood to adulthood that essentially. Must take place now as a resident. It, you kind of delayed it as long as you could as a medical student and clerk. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming for you. Probably people treat you as a as a more of an adult now too, right? So I would say, on the topic of freedom, getting a dog has made me realize how precious, like some of like just like alone time and and kind of free time is. You know, I definitely want to travel a bit more before kind of having、mm-hmm. kids or anything like that. Made me realize I gotta treasure the freedom a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, the dog basically is symbol of man's last gasp of freedom before adulthood truly sets, <laughs> truly settles in. Did you did did you get a dog too? No, I've never had、here? a pet. We've we've been thinking about getting one now as an adult, and and we're like, where we have time for this? Even though we had thought, you know, my girlfriend worked from home, we live with her parents, and we're like, yeah, there's four of us, right? <laughs> like, how much time could the dog really take? And he's a he's a really good dog, but he still takes a phenomenal <laughs> amount of time. Yeah, maybe like kids, you know, it's a lot of initial investment that like maybe hopefully pays off later on. I think the better way to think of it is that a dog, like a kid, like your medical training, is something you have to put a lot of time in, and you may not be happy all of that time, but it is worth it at the end of the day. Yes, that's a that's a very good way of、uh, summarizing. <laughs> What、it. kind of dog do you have? Uh, he's a、uh, he's actually a rescue、okay. from Mexico. He's like a mix of all like all things, I guess.、Uh, but he kind of looks like a so he kind of、yeah. looks like a lab、cool. and a hound. That's where you we stand. We're like you know it's been a year since we've done an episode. A lot of stuff has changed. A lot of the stuff doesn't、mm-hmm. sound that different either. But you definitely sound older, and hopefully I do not sound older. You're the only one of us that's aging at this point of the podcast. I guess so. I guess half a year, a year could could make a lot of difference.、Uh, just like living it day by day and, and、uh, accumulating clinical experience. And I'm happy to hear that you're doing well, and happy that we got to reconnect、mm-hmm. and get back on the podcast wagon. And hopefully, we will have more content for people in the months to come. <laughs>